0: Welcome to Laughing on the Inside podcast. Your host, Louise Farr, will be taking you on a journey of learning, inspiration and fun. Louise started this podcast to help her learn about the human psyche, which will help her and her coaching business. What has happened is she has found just by doing the first few episodes that she has not only learned about others, but has learned more about herself, which means she can help her clients new and old even more. So do join Louise on this great journey of discovery. And if you would like more information, then do reach out on her Facebook page at Lottie Global 2020. See you on the inside. Hi, and welcome to Laughing on the Inside, Episode 7, interviewed with Stephen Larson. Stephen Larson has worked with um, Russell Bronson from ClickFunnels, And he now has branched out on his own and he builds his own business, teaching people how to master their own sales funnels and from absolute beginner, so you don't even know what a sales funnel is, but you know that you need to build your business to um, becoming a complete expert and a master at this. But I, as it's laughing on the inside, actually went wanted to do this interview with Stephen because I've got to know him over the last couple of months, not personally but from his training which I have been following to build my business um, But I wanted to speak to him about how he became from being very broke to actually working with and alongside Russell Bronson, one of the multimillionaires in the internet sales field. To say that this interview was um, inspiring and awesome would be an understatement. But I'll let you listen to it yourself and make your own mind up on this. So grab yourself a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, sit back, relax and really do enjoy this interview. You'll be quite surprised with what he has to say. And I'll see you at the end of it. One note. This was done on Skype, so if the sound does go in and out, just bear with us, but he's in the USA, and I'm in the UK, so it's a little bit of a distance to go. Anyway, as I say, sit back, enjoy, and I'll see you at the end. What's going on? Yeah, you good. How, how are things with you?
1: Living the dream.
0: Good, good, good. I'm just switching up my light. Sounds Oops. awesome. Brilliant. Well, thanks for doing this.
1: Absolutely. Um, Is this an audio interview?
0: Yeah, it is. It's um, for my podcast, which I actually released today. Just waiting for Apple to say yes to do it on their iTunes. So all should be good.
1: Super cool. I'll probably turn my video off then, just to keep the stream good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I actually um, heard about you doing the 30-day challenge. Uh uh-huh. um and I just I mean I loved it I absolutely especially your parts cuz you were just alive and you were on it <laughs> you kept saying and I mean the way that you used to wake us up because being in the UK it was always late in the um evening and you used to come in and go boom and just, you know working on everything it was like <laughs> oh right okay now I'm awake um but you <laughs> always said that you were you were really quiet as a kid and um growing up and I just want to know from you what what changed in you know, because you said you were working with Russell, and it, it something changed in you so that you became the Steve Larsen that we all know and love.
1: <laughs> well, awesome! Yeah, is that um, is that we want to talk about? Is this are, are we are we starting now or?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all start. It's all started. I I sort of um, put it all together and do the mix myself. So
1: okay so we can just we just go start right in yeah yeah cool um <clears throat> so how, how how i literally no longer was uh quiet
0: <laughs> yeah i mean because you are a force to reckon with some days and but yeah but you did say that in, in school people didn't even know that you could talk
1: <laughs> yeah it's funny you know i i, I grew up it's I, I i wouldn't say that i was shy um you know, I was not shy around my family. I, I actually was, my, I, uh, have you ever seen the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding?
0: Yeah, I have.
1: Yeah. So my family was totally the Greek family. We were loud. We were big and and just open and we'd run around. The house was always loud. Mm. People just run around screaming. It was a lot of fun, but, um, <clears throat> I don't know, around social situations, I just was not a confident person. And so I would, uh, just be really quiet. Um, and that's, that's honestly how I grew up. And I didn't, I wasn't aware of that though until high school, I think. And, uh, especially like halfway through high school. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I was, I mean, I was overweight. I was very quiet. I was not, I didn't do well in, in classes. I, so I got picked on a little bit and, uh, not a lot, but a little bit. And, uh, I remember specifically where I was standing when I realized I wanted to just change. And And I just just wanted wanted to be somebody somebody different, somebody new. And um, and I started envisioning this person, you know, as as I uh, started, you know, as the next few years went through. And that he was fit and a little more confident. And I actually remember there was a specific day in high school. Uh, in the latter part of high school, when a teacher came up to me and actually congratulated me on being able to speak. She's like, I can hear you now. I'm so excited for you. And it threw me off. I actually had no idea what she was talking about. She goes, I can hear you. You actually like project your voice. I could barely hear you for so long. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, OK. Thank you. You know, and, and but inside I was like, oh, man, I didn't know that, you know. And um, uh, anyway, so as a kid, I was kind of that way. Not like to an extreme degree, but enough that there's no way I could ever do what I'm doing now. Um, and uh, yeah, fast forward, I was in college and I started seeing all these guys on stage. And I remember, I remember hearing about these guys that would go close, you know, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars in a single stage presentation, and be like, "Holy cow!" And I started realizing, like, I wanted to go do that. Like, what if, you know? What if, you know? And uh, start asking myself that question more and more often what if man, you know, and, uh, so I would go and I would take Russell's videos and I take other people's stage videos and I would listen to them and I would watch them and I would start mimicking their movements on stage in front of a mirror. And I know it's super cheesy. And like, if someone ever watched me do it, it would look so weird and so goofy. But I mean, literally I would walk around like shaking my hand cause he did and move my head this way cause they did and back and forth. And, and I started, uh, and it sounds super dumb, <laughs> but like, that's totally how I started breaking my My shyness um, to another to another level, you know, like through levels, different levels that kind of broke out of it. And uh, there was in particular fast forward. Now I was working with Russell. There was there's two moments when Steve Larson was really born. And the first moment was that was when I decided to podcast, which is cool that you're doing it. Uh, I I sat down and uh, I started I mean, I was watching Russell Sky running a hundred million dollar company. I'm sitting right next to him 24 seven and I would watch him. Like there's not, there's not many CEOs, there's not many, there's not many, you know, uh, software as a service company CEOs that do what he does, you know, yeah. <laughs> or as, as nearly as transparent as he is. Um, and it's uh, to sit down and watch him be like on his podcast and he'd be over on a blog and he'd be over like talking to people, you know, with Periscope at the time, you know, or, uh, Facebook lives or, you know, he was just, he published like an animal. I mean, every single day. He was including the world in what he was doing. And uh and I started asking myself, like, why like I love it that he's doing that and I and I expected that from him. I that's how I knew who he was so much. And I would I was I would jump on those lives and I would listen to those podcasts and look at the blogs and things like that. And um but I started asking like why is he doing that? And why does it matter so much? And when I first started my own show, um, that's when that's when Steve Larson was born like like verbally, you know? <laughs> um and it was weird. There's this, there's this personal growth that came from it almost immediately. And that's, that's uh, you know, a lot of people get uncomfortable the first time they got to start a show, the first time they got to, you know, they're going to go do a whatever, anything. Yeah. And uh, I found out it's, it's usually not that they don't know what to do, it's usually that it's just new and scary. And they haven't grown to the level that the opportunity is, and, uh, which is great. And it's supposed to be that way, you know. <laughs> um, the second moment, though, you know, I, I felt this lift, this internal, this internal, um, increase as I started doing my own show. And then as I started, uh, you know, I, I helped create the original, uh, two comic of coaching program. It was a ton of fun and I absolutely loved it. And, and a lot of amazing, like million dollar success stories came from it. It's super cool. I remember the first time there's this, there's this event we had tied to it and this live event it was, we called it the funnel hackathon and, uh, the FHAT was the fat event. <laughs> and for, you know, the first event, Russell went and did it, and I begged him to be able to do all the follow-up events so he wouldn't have to. And um, I remember the first time stepping on that stage, scared out of my mind, barely slept. I was about to go three straight days with just me, which is high energy. <laughs> and, uh, and Steve Larson was born on stage uh, that day. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like it's a combination of like tactic but like 20% of it is tactic. I know it's a long, long, long answer to your question here. But like 20% I'd say is like tactics and stuff like that. Like 80% is just doing it. You know, Russell, let see, I was nervous and he brought me off to this other room and he's like, dude, let me tell you something. I said, okay. And he goes, hey, he said, you mimic and and model me so well. And he said, it's actually, he, he told me, he goes, it's impressive how well you model me. I said, thanks, man. Like, that means a lot to me. He goes, okay, but you need to listen to me when I say this. I was like, all right, what, have, what, have you, what are you going to tell me? Like, what is it, Russell? And he goes, you have got to find your own voice, Steven. And I was like, huh. And um, he's like, stop thinking through how would Russell Brunson do this. And uh, he's like, you know enough now, and you've studied me enough, and you know what I do enough that it's time for you to ask, like, what would I do now? And so I stopped focusing on what would Russell Brunson stay on, Russell Brunson Sage, you know, what would Russell Brunson say in Russell Brunson's podcast? What would, you know, and, and instead it was, uh, how would I do this? And, um, that's a freaky place. Most adults look at the, don't get to get to. Um, just cause I think we all live on train tracks for a while and no, most adults have never built their own tracks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, long answer to that question, but like we call it finding your voice and it is one of the hardest things to teach somebody. You actually, it, I've never found a way to teach it. It's one of, like there's things we can design and, and teach and stuff like that, but the things we have to discover and finding your voice is totally something you have to discover. You can't, you can't design it. Um, if someone isn't willing to publish or podcast or talk or speak or stand up or whatever, like yeah. I just know they're never going to find it. And then they're like, Oh, this whole thing's a scam. I'm like, no, you're not doing it. <laughs> anyway, long answer there, but yeah.
0: No, that's a, that's a really brilliant um, answer. Um, me being a, what used to be called an, an introvert, I found my voice stood on the stage because I do speaking and presenting quite a lot, so um, yeah, I know what it feels like, and it's really nice to um, speak to somebody who's sort of gone down that journey. And when you sort, of, we say we find our voice, it's because it's what's really inside, and that we can now project outside, regardless if it's something that you do because you love it or it's um, a job. It just um, comes out of you in a way. Um, right. My my other thing is is. Um, Where did you get the boom from? This is. I mean, I know it's to wake up half the world, but where. (laughs) Uh, You know,
1: actually, some of that comes from. I think. So I was in the army for a little bit, and um, I was going through basic training. And I don't know that I would say it, like it doesn't necessarily come from this, but some of the attitude behind it definitely comes from this. I went, I went through basic training with the army in, in a, in January during the winter, mm-hmm. terrible time to go. Did not think that through because they totally used up to their advantage. It was so cold and I like the cold. And, uh, and I remember there's this time, you know, it would, it would, it would rain ice, you know, and take out power lines, like literally, you know, and this ice storms would be happening and they'd have us out there in shorts and t-shirts just standing out there in the wind just seeing how long we could mentally handle it and stuff like that. And like, random crap like that that the drill sergeants would always play with us and, uh, uh, you know, just trying to try and keep us tough and stuff like that. And, anyways, there's this one time when we were practicing taking over areas, you know, as soon as we entered into this one spot, you know, okay, you run over there, get on the ground, and put your weapon that way, you know, and you run on the ground and run over there, and you face your weapon that way. And, yeah. We'll have two of you guys together, and you link your feet together, and you kind of communicate with your feet. And we don't have to do with your mouths and give away where we are and stuff like that. We were practicing things like that. Well, it, it had been it had been um, raining, but it was like 33 degrees. It was it was barely not cold enough to freeze. Yeah. And uh, we were on this field, and the field was saturated. And we walk up to and you know, We marched up to this field, and the drill sergeant's like, "All right, this is how it's gonna happen." And he told you know they told us all this stuff, and they went to him and He said. They said, "All right, Larson, you and that guy, you run over there and dive in the ground right there, and uh, you know, do like someone shooting at you, you know." <laughs> and so, and so we run, 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 and as we get up to the spot, you know, is pointing right there, and he's like, "All right, now get down right here, and this is how you're gonna lay, and this is how you're gonna face," and, this, and they're, they're walking us through all the stuff. The place that they point at us, it's easily like three, four inches of just puddle of water, and um, in my mind, immediately, I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be cold." <laughs> it was just freezing freezing 100 percent humidity is in the south and uh um it's just blowing blowing wind like crazy it's raining you know easily you know 33 34 degrees barely not barely not enough to freeze and we lay down and instantly my body just starts shaking you know it's so cold and uh just shaking and shivering and um you hear a few other guys you know kind of complaining just a little bit or whatever and, and, and we're, we're laying down in this and you have to stay totally still also. Mm-hmm. And we're laying there and for some, I don't know why, but for some reason laying there, you know, eventually your body stops shaking to convert, you know, con, uh, you know, um, kind of conserve heat yeah. and all your blood goes to your major organs and your fingers start to hurt and go look kind of blue as the blood leaves. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. you We're late. I mean, we didn't, we stayed out there for like 12 hours, you know, super, super cold and which is fine. And, um, and I had, this, I had this thought. I don't know why, but it rushed into my head. And I was like, you know what? This sucks. But I could either make this a crappy experience or I could flip my attitude and the way I'm reacting to it and make it just at least an okay experience. I could literally change mm. how I relate with what's happening right now just in my head. Like, I, can't, I have no control over my environment right now but I could just change my attitude. And so, and so when when these drill sergeants would turn away and they were somewhere else, I got up and I started running around to the other puddles near the other soldiers. I just started jumping in them and running around and like I would splash. I was, I was literally almost rolling, (laughs) which just sounds stupid, but I was holding my M16 just jumping around. Yeah. You know, going crazy. And everyone's like, shut up, Larson. This is not fun. This is not fun. You idiot. (laughs) And, uh, um, um, I learned like a really important lesson that day, um, and every time something bad started happening, or something where I had no control over my environment, I just started switching my attitude about it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds super simple, very dumb, very easy, not 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 a complicated uh, fix right there. But I started yelling this phrase: it was like, oh baby, you know." And I started yeah. yelling like crazy. Anytime something was hard, you know, get up, you know, super super crazy early in the morning, and again, shorts, t-shirt in the snow basically. Oh baby. And I'll just yell start yelling this thing. I started I don't know. I started realizing that um, um there's a phrase that we have fake motivation is still motivation. <laughs> and so and so uh fast forward I was training to become an officer and uh I was up in college and again same thing in the snow in the ice and all stuff wearing shorts and t-shirt we running around <laughs> and uh outside it's freezing and uh, I would just start flipping my attitude about it, and and it would change the entire experience. I mean, yes, I was still freezing. Yes, I was still cold, but, like, the whole boom, like, the whole yelling thing, the whole – all that stuff comes from – because I, I just think, I think that, that if we, we just sort our reactions to what's time. happening inside of us or around us, things we have no control over, like, a million things go better, <laughs> And you actually have a better experience and uh not that everything has to be amazing you have to flip it back to sunshine and rainbows, but um uh it's you know it's not, it's not a it's not a, a neglecting of actual reality, <laughs> but uh I don't know I just when Russell and I would be building funnels and we would be just freaking out because we had so much to get done, and he and I were the only actual funnel builders for like the first year and a half and 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 we were dying. I mean, frankly, just dying. I mean, we, we, we we did so much stuff together. It was insane. The pace that we moved at is not a normal human pace. And and we were we still look back, and we still talk and we still vox about it. i like, man, can you believe how much we actually got done? And instead of us just like moping around, we would just be like, Okay, how can I change my approach to what we're about to go do? Um, you know, when we'd have to be building an entire funnel in an hour, you know, stuff like that. It was just like it's amazing what the body and mind can handle if people just stop eating pansies about it. <laughs> that's basically what it is. There's a lot to that boom statement, but that's kind of some of the background of it.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's really good because um, um, whenever I was, well, I was learning literally how to do the funnels by the 30-day challenge, and every yeah. time you came on, even, no matter how bad I was doing it always made me laugh and it always made me <laughs> do twice as much so for for the boom I thank you um, yeah just all cool.
1: cool. state control tricks <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly yeah um yeah one of the things I'm, I'm quite interested is what does you, your friends that you you knew through college and um high school what do they think about the Steve Larson today
1: um you know, it's funny. Um, my wife is probably my best friend. who Actually, knows me the most. I don't really hang out with people. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I, I, um, I'm on a mission. You know, there's something very specific I'm trying to go do. Uh, a lot of the high school people that I hang out that I hung out with, or college. I don't really see him anymore. And it's, it's, it's not them. It's me. I just don't, I don't know. Um, this is going to sound terrible. I just, there's, there's, there's specifically like two or maybe three guys from college. I still talk with, um, no one from high school. Mm -hmm. And it it, it was not a conscious decision. It's just, you know, as you have different goals and I'm kind of a rare bird. Yeah, you know, it's harder and harder to relate with people, and and uh, I think I think what people need to prepare for is that entrepreneurship is kind of a lonely game, and uh, it, it really can be. Uh, it's, it can be very isolating because you're going to spend a, a, a chunk of time of your life birthing your idea, and it's going to be in isolation most likely. And, uh, and you're going to have a hard time talking about it and you're going to be so close to the project that when people ask you to talk about it, you're not going to know how to speak about it in a way they can understand. And it can be very, very isolating. You can, you can separate and it's, it's not on purpose, but it is one of the major reasons why I've stuck so close to the ClickFunnels community mm. and Russell and he and I are like such amazingly good friends. It's because we relate, you know, um, I'm not saying if you're not my friend, I won't <laughs> or if you don't know what I'm doing, I'm not going to be your friend. But, uh, but uh, you know, it just naturally can kind of just happen and naturally just kind of separate. And, and uh, it would, nothing of that has been, ever been on purpose. But uh, you are really a lot of who you hang around with. And uh, that that's very true. And so I, I've been careful to be cordial to everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't. Anyway. Yeah. I'm friends with my community. Yeah. But I'm like mostly acquaintances with them. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, anyway, I, that's probably not a good way to, to answer all that, but it's just something that I wasn't expecting to happen. Um, and that's actually, yeah, my, my wife was teasing me, but she's also serious. She's like, do you, do you ever want to like go hang out with other guys in the evening? Like, <laughs> who are your friends here? And stuff like that. And I'd be like, you know what? It's, it's not that I don't want to. It's that, uh, I just have so much genuine fun and excitement for what I do mm-hmm. and all the people I do already interact with. I don't know like that's not really my thing. I don't I have no last year I did not realize the Super Bowl was happening until it was the day of and it was happening. <laughs> you know it's like yeah. I just anyway.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: very focused.
0: Yeah. Yeah and and it and it does show I mean the the passion that you've got and um I have I do now follow you. I feel that felt like a bit of a stalkerish thing to say. <laughs> but, um, no I am not. Um and you know I t- totally understand because uh, to to explain to people what I do, it's like, uh, no, I can't do that, but I do it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's it's the passion within and the passion without. So um, I think that's that's a pretty cool answer, actually. At least it's it's, it's very honest. So um, my yeah. last question for you is, um, before I say thank you very much for all your time, because I'm loving this, um, is why why do you do what you do? Because you do you do it very well and you could have just stuck with click funnels. So why sure. why what's your next vision?
1: I was talking to a um I was talking to a friend of mine who's in Russell's inner circle. And um you know, I have become close friends with a lot of people there and uh you know, birds of a feather flock together, so I, will yeah. say I have a lot of friends there. <laughs> Um, I got one buddy from college. We worked together on the stuff as well. Lots of fun there. And um, But uh, somebody asked me that as well. Like, what do you do to you do this? And, uh, and there was a friend of mine I was talking to in the inner circle and he goes, you know what's cool about you, Steven? And anytime someone says that, you know, we always want to chime in like, what do you see? I don't, you know? Yeah. And uh, he goes, he goes, you value mastery. And I thought that was a really interesting phrase. Mm. And I said, yeah, that, I do. He's like, you, you, he's like, you, you could be doing a few other things and making a lot more money. But w- what really motivates you is you want to be the best at the thing that you do. And I said, yeah, that, that's true. You want to develop and produce the best and be create the best products and the best. And so sometimes like my products will take a little bit longer to come out just because I'm trying to like make them just freaking amazing. It was <laughs> so awesome when they would be good enough to fulfill, you know, a little while ago. Yeah. And, um, and when I started coaching all these people, when I worked at ClickFunnels, I started seeing that there were extra little things, the in, the, the little inbetweens, yeah. on on what it actually took to be successful from the ground up. Like somebody who's brand new, you know, it's really easy for me to blow somebody up and make them successful if they already had a business because yeah. they had already run through the mental game, they, they'd already figured out so much of this of the game. And, and there's like three levers I could go turn with them; they'd make more money, and and. And I got really good at those, you know, three levers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but as I started like coaching a lot of new people who had never done anything like this, who had never really had a lot of success, there's a lot of little things that, in between that we we did not have any like publication for. There's no, there's no material for, um, and so I started obsessing over how to take somebody from like ground zero. <laughs> and help them be successful. And I started developing my own frameworks. Um part of what motivates me to do what I do is um I'll tell you this is the reason I followed Russell so so religiously um so loyally uh is um if you think about like you know if I'm gonna go if I'm gonna go learn to like bake a cake or if I'm gonna go learn how to be in the Olympics, if I'm gonna go learn how, any skill, any level of mastery in anything you know, if I'm going to go, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the classic, very cliche thing. If I'm going to go make those, like a, a tire, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. There's all these blueprints for how to make a wheel, right? Yeah. It's very much the same for anything we do in life. The easiest way to shortcut any period, any, any amount of success ever, like true shortcuts, probably not the right word. Um, easiest way to progress down, down the path is yeah. to look and see, who, find who I call the framework master, and it's maybe a bit of a cheesy phrase there, but I call it the framework master. That's how I think about it. And and the framework master is this. It's it's. I had this realization. I wanted to find the person who got good, like like really really good. Who who is the person who obsessed? Just pure pure obsession over over yesteryears gurus, right? Like like. All of, all of the last generation gurus, all the people who are the gurus for you know what I mean? Like, all, they're, they're the people who have all the books out right now and the people who have all the – who obsessed like to an, a crazy degree, digested all of them, learned their frameworks and distilled them down and, and got them so good, committed them to memory so much, like, actually used them so much that they actually distilled them down, brought them down, simplified them, and then produced their own framework. And what you end up doing is when you find somebody who's consumed that many of yesteryear's gurus' frameworks and and distilled, understood them, applied them, done them so much, but then saw the gaps and started producing their own simplified frameworks. I mean you literally have con- – you've literally created this amazing thing where you, you shortcut a decade and put it in a day. We you know, we, put, we call it a decade in a day, and you literally compress Tons of education, lots of learning, so that you don't have to go learn all this stuff and shortcut all these pieces and all these things, and uh, and you can just learn from that one person. Well, if you're going to learn funnels, Russell Brunson is easily the framework master of funnels. That's how I think of him. And that's why I follow him so crazy. He knows yesteryears gurus so freaking well. I mean, it's, it's it's ridiculous how well he knows them. He's so good. He doesn't know how good he is, kind of thing. You know, and he doesn't understand how. You know, he's so amazing. It's so natural to him. So to sit there and watch him in person for two years and watch this master, I I was able to you know consume and bring in and and distill down. I mean, literally, guru after guru after guru because I was learning his framework which was the interpretation of all these other gurus and all those other frameworks and all these other models on how to have success. And it was really fascinating because like what I, the reason I do what I do is because I gained excitement over that. Cause I got good at, at Russell Brunson's frameworks. Well, as I started applying them to other categories and started bringing in new people, I started seeing ways to develop my own frameworks. And so to be, and I was again, kind of a long answer, but like, I, I honestly, <sighs> I have a love for mastery and producing my own frameworks. It is so exciting. Um, it's the reason I just threw an event. Uh, it was because I, I've been teaching bits and pieces of my own frameworks that I started developing. They were having a lot of success for people, and they would go have this. It was amazing, but I never had a full platform to teach all of it in one shot. And so for two days, that's all I did. So it was about a month ago um, to to show my framework and it was cool and it's since the event lots of people have made money from it and it's been great and it, for me to see that when i'm at an event and i'm seeing i don't know it's like this weird thing like i'm looking at people's eyes and they get it like you know and this like light turns on this this switch you know is flipped that is so fun uh, i was i was teaching um at this event this again the fat event and it was at um at ClickFunnels HQ and it was during a, a break and I went and I walked back into Russell's office during a break and he's like how's it going I was like super good this is a great crowd I really love it and then I said you know what's weird man like have you, have you ever noticed how like you'll be teaching on stage I was like does this happen to you you're like teaching on stage and you're looking after the audience and you can see who's getting it and you can see who's not and he's like yeah I was like it's weird isn't it he goes yeah I said is that like you ever have, like a complex over that you know because like what do you do for the people you just know they are not getting it? And he goes, you know what uh, I was like because I'm getting I'm almost like feeling guilty over it you know yeah, like man, you're really not getting it like what are you gonna do since you leave you know and uh, and he goes, you know you you're expanding their mind at least and I said that that's a good way to look at that um, and he's like, you're starting to get that little sixth sense thing, huh and I was like, yeah. I, and he's like, uh, you got your stage legs enough. You're starting to see it. I was like, yeah, man, I did not think that was a real thing. Yeah. And where you can stand up and tell like who is getting it and and almost with 100% surety, who's going to get it and who isn't. And it's not a judgment, but like you can kind of tell as a speaker. Yeah. And um, um, I love teaching my frameworks, my distilled down frameworks compressing down all of the stuff from yesteryear's gurus, teaching them on stage and seeing it. And when I, it's the moment when I can see that somebody like got it, like, woo, you know, they got it real fast. And it's this, it's cool because like, it's as much about personal development in that moment as it is understanding like a tactic. And so I'll teach these tactics or things like that, but it's when a person, it's so fun to watch. (laughs) It's when I can tell that an individual, um, they're like holy crap you know i i actually could do that and i could do that all along and i'm like yeah you know it's like it's like a it's like a personal capacity increased and they realize their personal capacity increased but then they also realize that it was always already there <laughs> and the person has, now has more muscle to go flex their own agency and just make decisions and move and act and 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 try stuff and i, I don't know how to explain it besides that that's very fun that's that's my favorite thing if i could be on stage 24 7 i would do so it'd probably kill me it's a lot of energy <laughs> but it's a lot of fun that that's my best way to answer that
0: that's an amazing answer yeah isn't it when it's that light bulb moment that they go that's what i'm that's it, that's just what I need. So, the really yeah. cool watch yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Well, I know that um you only have a short space of time, and as I say, I'm so grateful for you to take this time to um have this interview with me. Um, I will be at funnel hacking live um, i it was a bit I think you inspired me by saying that you just got the ticket and then worked out how to do the rest of it around yeah it. and that's exactly what um i did uh me and a friend of mine we just went we've got to do it got the ticket and so we're on our way which is oh, cool. it's, it's four awesome. and a half thousand miles i think it's something anyway we're coming from the uk so we're really wow. really excited so yeah so anyway so hopefully we could meet up and that would be good <laughs> i know you're going to be around in the four thousand odd people that are going to be there but i'll be there with a the union jack i promise
1: oh that's so cool i'm excited
0: yeah so as i say thank you so much um you are an inspiration keep doing what you do because um you've changed quite a lot of people well loads of people's lives and especially over the um one funnel away challenge i think that that was amazing and i know that you've got quite a lot of followers um now because of who you are so um Steve and Larson, thank you so, so much for doing this.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks so for having me on.
0: Yeah, you take care now. Uh, you too. Bye. So that was the amazing Steve Larson and what an amazing, fantastic interview it was with him as well. So that's us from this episode of Laughing on the Inside. I hope you enjoyed this one. It's quite insightful, a lot of fun. Um, and we'll see you at the next episode. Take care. Don't forget, be kind and keep laughing. Bye.